This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good morning, South Africa. Praise the Lord. Give yourselves a great big praise God hand clap. So glad you're in church today. And all of you in the overflow room too, welcome yourself to church. Praise the Lord. Well, we've got an exciting message for us this morning, and uh, we're studying how to refresh our faith, or refreshing our faith, rather, part three in our series. I'm going to share a testimony with you today. I believe it's going to be of a great encouragement. This is something that happened before we went into the full-time ministry. Sometimes folks think that once you're a pastor in a church, it works so much easier for you when you pray, but that's not the case here. This happened before we began the church, some time before, actually. It was back in 1976. I was a furniture salesman working for Bread Brothers, and uh, I was at the main branch in West Street, their flagship store. They probably had over 200 furniture shops uh, across the nation. They owned several buildings in West Street. And uh, I was one of the 17 salesmen on that floor. It was four or five floors high, uh, full of furniture. And uh, it was on the corner of a street, so you could see all the way around. You could see furniture from the street. A beautiful shop. Anyway... <clears throat> I used to stand quite close to the door waiting for customers. And this particular day, while I was looking out to the street, waiting for customers, I saw a white Peugeot station wagon pull up with surfboards on the, on the roof. And I recognized the car right away. It was my friend Sam Stark. And uh, he came running, <clears throat> he left the car running in the street. He didn't turn it off. He came running into the shop bare feet, board shorts on, and a wet t-shirt. And uh, he had sandal over him, his feet. And he came running towards me, and he shouted, Theo, come quickly, the surf is amazing. Leave work now and come. And I still shouted back at him, Sam, I can't, I have to work till one o'clock. I can't just walk out the shop. But it was too late because he was running. He didn't wait for my reply. And uh, I followed him out, but by the time I got out, he was racing down the street. And I stood on the pavement outside the shop, and I watched him drive down the road to the beach. And I thought to myself, I shouldn't be working on Saturday morning. I should be surfing on Saturday morning. And I decided there and then I didn't like my job anymore. I need a five-day week job where I don't have to work Saturdays. I would rather go surfing. So, the next day after church, because that was Saturday, Sunday after church, I was at home. And I decided to pray about this and get a new job. So, I took out a five by three inch card, which is about that big, just big enough to go into your pocket. And um, 
I wrote on the card what I wanted. I thought, number one, I want a five-day-week job. That's the whole reason for this prayer. Number two, I thought, well, if I'm going to change my careers here, I might as well get a ripping job because I've worked inside stores all my working career, and I need to get out and see the world a little bit. So I want a ripping job. And then number three, I thought about it very carefully. I thought I'd like to be the manager of my own department. So I wrote that down the card. Then number four, I wanted a basic salary of 600 rand a month. Now this is back in 1976, remember. I want a basic salary of 600 rand a month, which was very good. And I wanted a structure whereby I can earn at least 800 rand a month commission. I want that afforded to me, that structure um, opportunity in the business, in the company. And so now my total would be at least 1,400 rand a month, right? Commission and basic. And you want a basic salary because if you go on vacation, then at least you get that salary. If you don't get the commission, you get your basic. So, uh, at the time, selling furniture, I was earning 1,000 rand per month, and I was the top salesman in the company. So, that was a very good salary. Just to give you an idea, back at that time, you could buy a four-bedroom home with uh, four bathrooms for... 42,000 rand, 42,000 rand, you could buy a nice four-bedroomed home. And you could buy a brand-new top-of-the-range Mustang, Ford Mustang, for 3,800 rand. So that salary wasn't too shabby, 1,400 rand a month, not too shabby. Okay, so number six, I wanted a free company car. And I, I was watching the rallies back in those years. I was very interested in how they would race through the country and, and all that and travel all night long. It was intriguing for me. And uh, it seemed like the Datsuns at the time, now Nissan, uh, same company, just different, different name, were winning all the rallies all over the world. And so I decided, well, I would like a nice yellow Datsun 1600. And that was all the rage back in those years, so it would be nice to have one of those real hot, nice little cars. And then number seven, I wrote on the card, I wanted to start my new job on January 1st. Now this was the beginning of November, but I only wanted to start my new job January, two months' time. And the reason for that was that November, December was huge uh, furniture selling time. People came to the store to buy furniture for Christmas for their families and friends who were coming over. It's party time. They all wanted new furniture. So, uh, you know, you would sell two, three times as much furniture 
in November and December that you would normally throughout the year. And so I wanted that extra huge amount of commission to come in. So I decided I want to start my new job on January 1st. Okay. So then I turned the card over, and I wrote on the other card, on the side of the card, same card, other side, four scriptures. Yeah, they are. I wrote Mark 11:23. Jesus said, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So if I believe in my words, they'll come to pass. That's the bottom line. That's what Jesus said, right? He said, whoever says it will have whatever he says. So that works for everybody. Then the next verse, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, Jesus said, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them. So the time is mentioned here. The time is when. The time when applies to whenever you pray. You have to do something at the time of prayer, and that is you've got to believe you receive what you ask for at the moment you pray. So you've got to believe you, when you finish praying, you've got it. That's how that works. Then, the, then I wrote down on the, on the card underneath those scriptures, John 16, verse 23, where Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you, whatever you ask. Ask, verse 24, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So I could see there that God wanted me to have full joy. And he said, ask and you will receive. No ifs or buts about it, that your joy may be full. So I wrote those scriptures out by hand on the other side of the card. Then after doing that, I began to meditate on them. I began to read those four scriptures to myself over and over while kneeling on the floor next to my bed. It took about 10, 15 minutes just reading them. And every time I read them out aloud, they would ignite my heart with faith. Faith began to rise. I began to believe when I pray, I'm going to hear from God. God's going to answer my prayer. I began to know that inside. The more I read it, the more I knew I was in faith. And so when I sensed I had the faith to believe, it's like running the right speed to make the long jump. You have to know, you've got a sense in your heart. You're running the right speed, you'll get, the, you'll get across. You know, remember long jump at school, right? If you're running too slow, you're not going to make it. So I had to make sure I was running the right faith speed inside my heart to make this leap of faith 
to believe God for that job. And that came, when that came, that's when I prayed. And so I said, Father, I ask you, and I held that car up. I ask you for all these things. I read them out to him. Then I said, now according to your word, I believe you've heard me, so I'm asking you now for it, and I believe I receive it at this time I'm praying. Mark 11, 24. I must believe I receive it when I pray. So I said, Father, praise God, I believe you've heard this prayer. I believe you've answered this prayer. You've got it. God, you've got this. It's taken care of. This job is now mine. I'm the proud owner of this new job. As I kneel here, it's my job. Okay, you got it? And then I got up from my knees. I walked away. I looked back, and I pointed at that spot. And I said, Father, when I was down there, I asked you for these seven things, and I mentioned what they were. And I said, I did it based on these scriptures, and I read them out. And then I said, now, God, when I was there, I received this job. And now I'm standing here. I've got this job. It's my job. My name's on the desk. It's my job. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it on January 1st. I got the job now. I, please understand that. I've got the job now. Even though I'm only, I'm only going to knock on the door of the company on January 1st to show up for work, but the job's mine today, two months before I arrive. Okay. So, the next day at the office, that was Sunday when I prayed. Monday, I went to work to Bear Brothers, and I found one of the salesmen. Now, you know it's a big deal when you resign, right? It's a huge deal. It's like the hottest story, especially I was the best salesman there. Every month I'd receive the prize for the top salesman. And I'd count that into my budget. When we had our meetings, um, I would say to the salesman and the manager, I'm going to win the financial prize at the end of the month. And uh, they just looked at me, no one said a word. So that means they were in agreement, right? Anyway, I won it. And then um, when they gave me the money, I'd say, thank you, and I was going to, and I'm going to win it again next month. And no one would say anything. So, and then the manager started saying to me, well, you probably will. I said, yes, I will. Thanks for agreeing. They didn't understand what I was doing. But nevertheless, so I was the top salesman. So when I told this salesman I'm standing next to at the, on the showroom floor, I'm resigning, he almost flipped out. Why are you resigning? I said, well, I have a phenomenal new job. I'm starting on January 1st. And um, this is an amazing job I got. And I knew he was going to ask me about it. And I waited. And he said, tell me about it. I said, okay. So I told him. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven. When I told him how much I was earning and about the new car and five-day week and I'm the manager, all that kind of stuff, he was totally freaking out. He said, are there any more vacancies like that? 
And I said, no, they aren't. So then he said to me, well, where is this job? Now, I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting him to ask me where it is because I hadn't got a clue. So I'm going to tell him. So I thought fast on my feet because I wasn't going to say anything negative. I was not going to say anything negative. So I said to him, you know what? That's a secret. I'm not going to tell you where that new job is. I don't want anybody interfering with my new job. Okay, he said, I understand. So then, when I walked away from him, I noticed something happened. My heart had just leapt with a new faith. When I confessed that I've got this, told him it's mine, my heart just was exploding with, with faith. I was so excited. I decided then, well, I'm going to tell somebody else. So I walked up to the next salesman. Was, remember, I said, they're 17, so I had quite a few to talk to. And I told him. Same thing happened. So every day, I'd go to work and tell a new salesman for 17 days, I did it, about my new job. And every time I confessed, I have it. So after three weeks had gone by, I told everybody the same story. Then the devil came to me. Now Satan's always going to try and steal the word. He comes to steal the word, Mark chapter 4. That's what he comes for. He comes to steal the word of God from us, right? So at the end of November, the devil said to me, there's only one month to go and you don't even know where the job is. You don't have a clue where you're going. This is not working for you. He says, you haven't looked at any newspapers. You haven't asked anybody about it vacancies anywhere. You've done nothing to try and find this job. What are you doing? Where, where is it? You can't tell me. And of course, you know, at the time, that was a real big shocker, temptation to doubt, because that's something I hadn't thought about. Of course I hadn't looked in newspapers, because I already had the job. Why well, look for something you already have, right? So I pulled out my card. What do you do about this? What do you do? You go straight to the word. That's what you do. So I pulled out my card, and I began to read those scriptures. And I said to the devil, I said, I've got the job. Here's the evidence. The word of God is evidence. I don't need to, uh, to see it and know where it is. God says mine, that's it. And I began to confess that I had this new job to myself and before the Lord based on the scriptures. And then I went and told a salesman again. I said, now, did I tell you about my new job? He said, yes, you have. I said, can I tell you again? He said, sure. So I told him again about my new job. The next day I started all over again. I did the same thing. I found that Confessing I had it to people really boosted my faith, besides meditating on the scriptures continually. Then the devil came the second time to try and steal my faith. Came for the word. Christmas came around. Now this is December 25, right? 
This is a few days before Jerry is supposed to go start my new job. So December, Christmas came around, December 25. And uh, the devil tried his best to stop me from confessing my faith again. He said, if you really had this job, you would resign right now. Because if you had it, you could show me where it is. You'd resign right now. And once again, I thought, Lord, Lord, what do I do? I didn't say anything, kept my mouth closed, thinking it through. And then I said to the devil, no, Mr. Devil, the word of God is the evidence that I have the job. Jesus said, if I ask, I receive. That's it. That's it. Nothing more than that. I had the job because God said I had it in the word. And I said to him, well, besides that, I don't want to resign because this is the time of the year where we get a phenomenal amount of commission, and I want to be here to earn my commission. Thank you very much. I have the job. Then, New Year's Day came around now, okay? It's a holiday, as you know. No one works on New Year's Day. Maybe some do nowadays, a few might. So... Um, since it was a holiday, and I'm actually at Bear Brothers as a salesman employed there, and I can't tell you where my new job is, but I know I'm starting work today. But even so, I didn't know where it was. So I thought, well, God, it doesn't matter if you know, my new boss doesn't mind me going surfing on, on New Year's Day. I'll just go down to the beach. I took my board, went surfing. Then afternoon, about four o'clock, I came back home, and uh, on the door of my house, there was a card with a sticky tape on it. It said, phone Mike Worstays urgently. Now, I happen to know who Mike Worstays was. He was one of the youth leaders, or one of the... Uh, men's fellowship leaders in a church, a full gospel church, and um, I had met him once or twice, so I knew exactly who he was. Anyway, phone Mark was days urgent, so I picked up the phone and I called him. He said, I have been waiting all day for you. Mike Taylor and I are here, and they are the owners of this company. And uh, we are waiting all day on New Year's Day, our day off, we're supposed to be with our families, to talk to you. Please come on over right now for an interview. So I said, Mike, okay, fine, I'll be there. Just give me a chance to shower and get dressed. I'll just come from the beach. He said, no, come as you are. I said, well, I'm bare feet. I've got board shorts on. I'm wet. I've got a T-shirt on. My hair's a mess. Doesn't matter, I've been here all day. Come now, just like that. It's okay. And I was driving to this interview. And I thought about this. I thought, this is strange. Sam Stark came running into Bear Brothers dressed exactly like I am dressed right now. And here I am. And, I, and I, because of that, I prayed for this job. 
And now I'm going for an interview dressed exactly like I saw Sam, the reason for the prayer. I thought, Is this, could this be coincidence? Anyway, I got to the showroom, I got to his, his business company, and he took me on a tour of the, the property. It was a precast concrete company called Tady Furnitures, uh, Tady Concrete. And, um, and they made concrete products for the civil roads, for the road industry, and for businesses, and, and all cur curbing, piping, everything, you name it, fencing. They did all that. So he took me on this grand tour, showed me everything, and he says, we need a salesman to sell this. And um, he asked me if I could do it. I said, sure, I can. He said, did you want it? Do you, would you like to? Would you be interested? I said, sure, I would. And then he said to me, we went to the office and sat down. And he said, so tell me, how much do you want to earn? What is the salary? What's your expectations? And uh, I was hoping he'd ask me because I already knew exactly what I wanted, right? And I just rattled it off. I didn't even have to look at anything. I just knew. One, I want a, a, the five-day-week job. Two, it's a wrapping job. Three, I want to be the manager. And so on, I went down the list. Came to the salary structures and went through all that. And then when I was done, he said, goodness me, he said, you know exactly what you want. I said, exactly, I do. He said, you know, he says, we have never paid anybody remotely close to the amount of money that you're asking for. So I said, Mike, I said, I believe God will help me sell 10 times more than the best salesman you've ever had. And I said, besides that, this is a small company. And a small company like this you have to have the best salesman, and that's me. I'm right here. God's anointings are on me, and I'll do the best you've ever had. He said, okay, then he says, great, when can you start? When can you start? Now think about this. I haven't resigned at Bear Brothers. I'm still working there, right? I'm a salesman there. But I've been confessing. I'm starting my new job on January 1st, and here it is. It's January 1st, and I'm sitting in the office, and the man's asking me when do I want to start. What am I going to say? Obviously, I said to him, I want to start right now, 4 o'clock this afternoon, here on New Year's Day. I'm starting work for your company. He said, wow, okay, great, you're on. We'll pay you a salary from today. They agreed to everything I'd written down in my card, a five-day-week job, a ripping job. I was the manager. They gave me $600 per month, basic salary, 800 structure for commission. They agreed to give me a yellow Datsun 1600, and I started on January 1st. But when I went... Uh, back to Bear Brothers to go and resign now on the Monday, uh, on the next day, January 2nd. Um, the manager sent me to the executive 
branch, the executive office, head offices. And uh, he wanted to interview me. He said, why are you resigning? So I said, well, I've been offered a job with a lot more money. He said, oh, he says, um, now, I knew he wanted me to carry on working, right? So um, he said, where is this company you're going to go to? I knew if I told him, he'd make me work because it got nothing to do with furniture. So I said to him, well, unfortunately, I can't tell you where the company is. He said, well, in that case, I said, I'm going to have to let you go right now. Sorry. I said, that's okay. He said, but I'll pay you for the month. I'll pay you for the month of January, but I'm going to have to let you go right now. If you can't tell me where you're going to go work. I said, well, unfortunately, I can't. He said, fine. He says, you can resign right now, but you can pick up your check at the end of the month. I said, thank you very much. And I worked, and I went straight back to Tady Concrete and um, began to work there. So that month, I got paid two salaries, one from Tady and one from Bear Brothers. Now, let's, as I close, let's think about this. Think about this wonderful miracle. The person who was working at that particular company as the salesman, his name was John. He actually is a Christian. And um, so the interesting thing is, I had, he had to resign and I had to take his job, which happened. He got a very nice job at Grinnecker Construction. That's why he resigned. I believe God arranged that. But God gave me a much bigger salary than John was earning at Tady. So, first thing is, John resigned. He got a better job that, that he had at Grinnecker Construction. And then uh, Mike Taylor and Mike Wurstays, both directors of this company, Tady Concrete, spent the whole day at the office, waiting for me, okay? When I arrived, they interviewed me and gave me the job. So God rearranged their day and all those circumstances for me. On New Year's Day, they went to work. That's amazing. Say this with me. Say, God will move heaven and earth for me, change circumstances, bring everything in coordination with what I'm believing for. If I'll dare to believe God, all things are possible. Praise God. So that's a step-by-step -step detail of how I use my faith for a job. Now, I actually did that several times in my life, that, wasn't the that was the first time that after that, I used the same principle to get another job. And um, it worked every time. And also, I've used the same principle in different circumstances. And I've also helped other people find jobs by doing exactly that. Just following those principles, folks never fail to receive the job of their dreams. 
But be realistic now. Ask for a job with a salary that you can believe for. Don't ask for a million dollars a month if you don't have the faith for that. All right? Anyhow, I believe that that message is going to encourage you. We are going to continue with a series next weekend. Time to refresh our faith, part four. Do not miss it. This is going to be a great, encouraging time for us. Okay? Every head bowed, please, and every eye closed. How many of you here today do not know the Lord Jesus and you want to know him? You do not know if you're going to heaven, but you want to know. You do not know if your sins are forgiven, but you want to know. God will give all that to you right now in your seat today. He'll give you the assurance of all of this. So while heads are bowed and while eyes are closed, if you'd kindly slip up your hand when I count to three to indicate to the Lord that you are trusting Him for these things. And then when you do that, and I pray, God will give you the confirmation in your heart. All right? I'm going to count to three now. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm looking around, and Jesus is looking. He's anticipating you stepping up toward him now by raising your hand. Are you ready? There we go. Raise those hands. One, two, three. Praise God. Praise God. Now, somebody's going to come along and put their hand on your shoulder to let you know we love you and Jesus loves you while I say this little prayer for you. All right? And I invite everybody here present to say this little prayer with me. Everybody, please, let's say the prayer together. Especially all of you that raise your hands. Let's all say the prayer from the heart now. Out aloud, let's talk to God. This is very important. You ready? Dear God, let's try that again. Everybody, please. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross in my place. You punished Jesus for my sins so I can be forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Come into my heart Save my life. I declare Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I will serve you, Jesus, with all of my heart till I see you face to face on that wonderful day. Praise God. Say it, please. Praise God. I am now saved. I am born into God's family. I am God's child. God is my Father. I am bound for heaven. Praise God. I'm saved. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. 
If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 